going for boost over well i think going for boost if you're a boost merchant like someone like aj or someone you go for boost <laughs> hundred percent of the time yes always every second of every game balls going in your net don't worry about it go get the boost and make sure you've got the full 100 to celebrate with the other team <laughs> never, never, never. Yeah, never. Always, always go for Yes. Number one rule of rock league. Welcome to the Boost Over Ball podcast, where three aggressively average Rocket League players talk about everything RLCS with your hosts, Ace, Code Red Jack, Kyle Cube, and AJ Binky. So, if you've ever wondered when the best time to go for Boost Over Ball is, You've come to the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Boost Over Ball podcast. To listeners new and old, hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first episode, welcome. If this is not your first episode, welcome back. Uh, I'm Kyle K-Cube, and today I'm here with Ace Code Red Jack. How's it going, man? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you know, living the dream. Can't wait for RLCS to come back, even though we have a little bit of a wait. Yeah, we are firmly in the offseason, so... Uh, you know, some of these off-season episodes will be a little bit shorter uh, as there's less stuff for us to talk about. But we do have some big, exciting things in the works for you guys. So, you know, more about that on our Twitter and um, in episodes to come. We got some exciting interviews, some potential for some additional content with uh, some other podcasts and things like that. But in today's episode, we will be talking about some roster rumors that we missed or that broke since the last time we recorded. Um, some CRL action, notably the teams that have already qualified for the fall 2023 league play. And uh, sustainably, sustainability in Rocket League for organizations through the esports shop or other ideas. Um, but with that, Ace, why don't you take us away with some roster rumors? All right. Roster rumors. So um, I'm just going to run through these real quick and then we can kind of circle back and, and, and have some thoughts. Uh, so what we have is Atomic is set to team with Daniel and Beast Mode on G2. Uh, but that does leave us wondering what's going to happen with JNAPS and Chicago. And is it about time for JNAPS to retire? We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, Joyo is set to team with Extra, and they're going to be looking for a third. Monkey Moon is set to stay with BDS. Itachi and Juicy are set to team up, uh, but unknown what team that's going to be. Uh, Mew is trying out to be Vitality's coach as Farah moves to KC. And then Eris is headed over to NRG. So, first thing that stands out to me is, you know, I've heard the I've heard rumors that JNAP's, you know, no longer playing for G2, right? Um, but is he going to continue playing for something else or is he still around? What's what's his future? What do you know? So, I don't believe that he was kicked. I think it was like a maybe a contract situation similar to how you know it, it worked out for Com where he wasn't kicked and he didn't leave his contract just expired, and um, I've seen through like Shift RLE and some other outlets that I that I know that uh, G two was looking to build around Atomic who by all accounts in my opinion and you know most people's opinion Atomic was G 2s best player throughout the uh, last season. 
Um, so building around Atomic with Daniel in Beast Mode with that deal set to go through here in the next uh, couple of days or weeks. And um, Chicago announced that, he that you know, the game against Carmine Corp in EU was his last game with G2. So I will be very interested to see where he falls. But we really have not heard anything from G2 about JNAPs, any, anything about JNAPs from JNAPs or his, his team. Um, so, you know, he's contemplated hanging up the, hanging up the controller before. So I'm not really sure where this leaves him. You know, I think if the, if the, the fire to continue competing is still there, I'm sure he will find a team. JNAPs is still one of the premier players in NA and, um, I'm not really sure what to make of it. I think that he tries his, his hand one more time, but, uh, maybe he's just enjoying the off season for now. What do you think? You know, I think that you've covered it pretty well. Uh, some of the stuff that I mean, the first thing I come that that comes to my head is Daniel and Beast Mode. Those are two pretty big names to be teaming up with G two, and from you know my super, you know layman's uh, perspective, I think that Atomic Daniel Beast Mode is a much stronger team overall. Uh, JNAPs and Chicago haven't really been pulling their weight, so to speak. Um, I don't want to see JNAPs retire. I want. I don't want him to hang up the controller or anything like that. I would like to see these fo- these guys, uh, you know, put in some work, come back in, be part of the meta again. But they just haven't really been performing. Um, but the interesting uh, thing I think is most interesting about this is that this is kind of a a shockwave, um, so to speak, a reverberation from the big news that we had was it a week or two ago. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is from version one no longer being a RLCS team. Am I just making that up? Or no. am I remembering correctly? You are remembering so, correctly. So that's that's a huge hole, right? And it leaves Daniel and Beast Mode who just out there. So being able to pick both them up at the same time to end up with somebody as strong as Atomic, I think is uh it's gonna be a very can be a very different G two. Um for but sure. Who who's that leave to be their coach? Is the same coach that they had before? As far as I know, um, they haven't made a change there yet. But you know, I I can't imagine that. Uh, maybe they won't try stuff. I mean, there's this is a long off season, but you know, I think that once the, once it's officially official, um, that you know they'll start to work things out. But you know, this could potentially be the first major domino to fall right so nrg you knew they were going to make a change up g2 when they announced that they're going to make the change you know that was pretty big phase are gone optics gone so i mean there's a lot of really talented players kind of kicking about right now and it'll be interesting to see where everything falls but so recap that for me so you said phase and optic are gone Yes, I, I've, we probably talked about it, but I've I've lost it in my brain somewhere. So the Phase, so fourteenth yeah. clan is now just gone clan. Yeah, <laughs> and optic are we, are we to Rocket blame League. for that? Ah, uh, it's did possible. We, did we roast them enough? I it, think so. It's We're possible. a very large podcast. No one has come out and said that it wasn't our fault, but no one has come out to say that it is our fault. So it's probably our fault. I'll take I will take credit where credit is due. I mean, we roasted them out of the. Out of the scene. <laughs> oh man! But purely from a hypothetical standpoint, nothing has come out. I have not heard any like rumblings or rumors about any of this. 
but what would you think about a team of JNAPs, Chicago, and Justin? Um, you know, I feel the same about JNAPs and Chicago. Honestly, no matter who their third is, I just don't think that they have shown that they are keeping up with uh, some of the uh, newer talent, which, you know, there isn't much to, it's not a very deep well to mine in NA from what we saw in this last season. Um, but maybe with these changeups, we're going to see something different. Um, I don't know who would be I'm trying to think of who I would like to see JNAPs Chicago with. I think Justin would be a pretty good fit. Um, I just don't know. There's a certain level of, of can they, can they perform at a level where they can at least support Justin? And Justin's another one of those that he used to be uh, the name, the name, right? Um, but I didn't see that in this last season. It There wasn't really, you know, a lot of hype around him, around his plays, around him carrying a team or anything like that. So I don't know. Do the three of them come back and make a name for themselves again? Or is this just them slowly working their way out of the pro scene? Yeah, I think that's a really good answer. It's maybe a little bit of a, a trick question because I think, you know, it would be better for JNAPs and Chicago to split up after, you know, playing together for so long. Um, I think that they will both be better separately. I don't know if that, like, makes sense, addition by subtraction. But I do think Chicago and Justin could be the the beginnings of a of a pretty good team. You just need a, in my opinion, a you know really aggressive kind of first man. But you know it certainly leaves a lot of room for thoughts and ideas. Certainly, you know, for that I'm thankful. Yeah, I mean, let's see, uh, Chicago, Justin, and first killer. That'd be a pretty good team. I think so. Yeah. But uh, another thing I want to call out from our little roster rumors here, and I'm actually really curious about, is why. Why why after the season that they're having, is Farah going to KC? Yeah, that's an interesting one. He tweeted out, uh, there are reasons for everything, and you guys will know in time. So I'm not sure maybe he's he wants another challenge wants to you know prove to people that uh it was he had more to do with the world championship than than people thought i you know maybe there was some some egos or something going on i maybe it was vitality's decision i have no idea but um i think that carmine corp certainly does really well to pick him up and i don't think muse a bad a bad option for vitality either but you know certainly interesting to see that whole saga unfolding like you know, Vitality's not going to make any changes, and then all of a sudden, hey, wait, Farrah's gone. Yeah, that one is, I, I don't know, man. That's just so strange to me, because from my perspective, you know, being there in Boston when he pulled that stunt to to revitalize and, and turn the crowd to their side, it's like, Farrah, Farrah's the reason that Vitality has the name that it has. Granted, I mean, they have three amazing players, but they were they were not looking like they were in the best shape at Boston going into that final series. And then Farrah pulled that, <laughs> pulled that stunt and got the entire crowd behind him. Like, I feel like, 
I would like to know more about why he's moving and try to uh, try to understand it because I feel like it's got to be a really good reason. Or like you said, I think that I think that it wouldn't be too far off for him to be like, well, I'm such a good coach, I can now do this over here, right? Um, and if he is, what do you, what happens if KC if if Carmine Corp does the Vitality perfect run next season? I mean, but Carmine Corp is a stacked team with uh, Rise, Vatira, and Atau. So it wouldn't surprise me. I think that's, you know, get we're getting close to a similar talent level. Um, but, you know, with, with, with the big brain Farah himself, anything's possible for them. So like you, I will be waiting with bated breath to see what the reasons are that Farah has for moving. Um, but I'm interested to see how it goes for him. Yeah. Okay, Joyo and Extra. Who do you want their third to be? I don't know. I mean, I, Joyo is the super mechanical player. Extra is really solid, a good, you know, kind of glue player. I think you kind of need someone who is going to be maybe a little bit more aggressive um, to, to pair with Joyo and Extra. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are still available if, you know, it's it seems people are, are trying to poach Team Liquid's players left and right with a Tau going to Carmine Corp and... Uh, Oxygen looking to grab uh, Big Oski, so maybe a Chronic, maybe um, Atomic, EU Atomic, sorry, um, something like that, but I will be... Uh, what if Nolly goes back to EU and they pick him up? Um, I It's not out of the realm of possibility, but I don't know that he's a, necessarily a, my best fit for this team. I think that he would play well with uh, maybe, maybe with Atachi and Juicy. I can see that. But I was going to say with Monkey Moon, but Monkey Moon and Nolly both have similar like uh, mentality struggles occasionally. So you, you I, I think you, I think you'd struggle to put two of two people like that on the same team. That's true. Yeah, cuz that's the thing. I think that that was the biggest uh the biggest weakness that Gen G had is they were absolutely phenomenal, but uh it did seem like Nolly would you know, his mental game wasn't quite there cuz he would start to He'd start to miss balls, and he'd start to be out of position as soon as it started. As soon as the uh, the, the temperature got turned up a little bit, which is unfortunate because I really, really love Gen G. That was such a that first the first half of last season was so good to watch, seeing them come out and just like basically take their region by storm. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were calling it EU light. Yeah. Uh, NA for a while, <laughs> but. I mean, Nolly's highs were really high, but the lows were really low. And so, uh, you know, before, you know, I, I kind of thought Appjack was the kind of calming presence to try and, like, maybe even him out a little bit. But, I mean, when Nolly's peaking, he's a, one of the best players in the world. But, you know, when he's not, it's very, very noticeable. So um, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But last but not least in the roster rumors, I have to I have to give us one of these first, though. We've been on the Aris to NRG train since the beginning, and it's looking like that roster is going to be Garrett G, Aris, and AJ, like we predicted, you know, however long ago it was. It seems like forever ago, but it was probably only a couple of weeks ago. But uh, Aris to NRG, um, I'll be interested to see how he he performs. He's one of uh, one of the regions in the in in according to the pros, one of the regions few uh, you know up and comers. So not a whole lot of uh, super young 
prodigy level talent like you has had recently or Mina with Nuepo or Nupo or however you want to pronounce it. But um, yeah, so Eris Energy, congratulations to Eris and uh, good for Energy. Great for Energy. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, now we're jumping into the realm of KQ. Hit us with all the CRL goodness. Okay. So there are 16 teams that have already qualified for league play, um, eight in the East Conference and eight in the West Conference, with 16 more spots, eight in each conference, up for grabs for the rest of the open qualifiers that are going to happen, I believe, this upcoming weekend. Um, so let's just run down the list of the teams from the Eastern Conference that have already qualified for their spot in league play. Uh, Fisher College, um, you may know know them from CRL Worlds. Northwood Blue, Northwood White, both of those also from CRL Worlds. Same with West Virginia University. Uh, Kennesaw State, we have Ole Miss, you know, th that team that wanted to farm SSA for a quick split, just go for a quick vacation and farm the region. Um, we got Akron Blue, and we have St. Clair Gold, uh, the only Canadian team to qualify for CRL in this first round of qualifiers, and Eris's team, um, the former Habro player who now is with NRG. Um, jumping over to the Western Conference, we have St. Edwards University, we have Columbia College, we have Maryville with the addition of region transfer Calix, who you saw in the CRL Worlds, uh, Boise State, OC Esports, Columbia College Silver, and L LCU Esports, and UL Red. So congratulations to the uh, 16 teams that have already qualified for CRL League play, and uh, for those that are unfamiliar um, CRL is a collegiate rocket league and it is they, the way that they kind of run it is a more of a league play system, similar to how, similar to how RLCS used to run where they play, you know, a game every week and the top eight teams qualify for the playoffs, uh, from each region and you go from there. So, you know, congratulations to those teams and good luck to those teams that have not qualified yet. That will be uh, shout out to Valkyrie. And uh, Stockton University, friend of the show, Valk, um, he is their team manager as well as the manager of Haybro. So good luck to Stockton. Good luck to the rest of the teams that will be competing in CRL Open Qualifiers coming up. But thank, thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of information, and only you could deliver something like that. You, you have your uh, finger on the pulse of CRL. Um, now. Uh, we, brain. We farted. we may we may have to be a uh, CRL podcast here for a little bit with uh, this being some of the most high level Rocket League that is going to be happening consistently until the off season for RLCS is over. Um, but you know we'll bring back Atomic and uh, Sasuke to help us cover some of that stuff as well. Um, with that you know in my opinion coming falling under like the quote unquote bubble scene, but uh, we will be you know talking with. Stockton Esports, uh, or Stockton University, and uh, Valkyrie as we go along to see how they do, uh, as well as potentially maybe some other people in the scene. So uh, some exciting things to look forward for, look forward to there. But uh, with that, I figure we can jump into our last topic for today, and that being like the esports shop organizations and like organizational support in general. Um, so I guess I'll start out with the first question. Um, do you own any decals, any items from the esports shop in Rocket League? Um, I would say uh, I would. I was about to say I would say like his opinion. No, no, I do not. Um, I 
have not yet purchased any of the decals or goal explosives or anything like that within the game. Uh, but I do have a couple pieces of merch from, you know, when we were in Texas and when we went to Boston. Um, so I have a couple shirts. I have like an SSG shirt and I have a uh, BD, BDS shirt. Um, but yeah, I've not actually bought any uh, non-real, I guess, non-touchable real life objects for uh supporting any of these esport uh franchises how about you i have i've uh i own quite a few of them actually um some like g2 a bunch of the space station ones some version one the og cloud nine one e united stuff like that but i mean with the with the introduction of bacchus mod alpha console stuff like that um you don't really need to buy them to be able to see them. I mean, I know it's client side. So if you're using, you know, the custom items uh, mod through alpha console or Bacchus mod, it's only you that you, that can see it. But I mean, really realistically, that's all that matters. Right. And you can, do yeah. that, you can do that stuff for free. You don't need to, you don't need to purchase that kind of stuff. But that adds, that adds the, the next question then that, that leads right into the next question is do does Alpha Console, Bacchus Mod, those kinds of things, because you because folks can just do it on their end, and maybe you know, some people I could see it would matter for other folks, other people to see their items, but is that cutting into the support for these teams? You know, obviously, if you're going to go through the the process of installing Bacchus Mod and Alpha Console and putting a the skin on so you can see it, you're a fan of the organization. Um. But what's the, what's the, you know, why not just spend, I don't know how much these are, five bucks, 10 bucks, these, these skins, right? Yeah, it's about five bucks. You're, you're right. Yeah. So why not just kick the five bucks to the esport organization that you're supporting? Yeah. And, and that, that's a fantastic question, right? So, I mean, you see the pro players uh, rock, rock the decals and, you know, for our console friends, they can't use Bacchus Mod or Alpha Console or anything like that. So if they wanted to use them, they had to. But, you know, the the thing that I am in, interested in, and I don't know the answer, um, I don't know what percentage of that $5 that you're spending on a decal goes to the orgs and what, you know, what goes to Psionics or Epic, really. So, you know, I, I think that kicking back some of the money to orgs would be beneficial um, to the longevity of like organization in RLC, in RLCS and the support from them. But, you know, I think as of right now that, you know, rocking your team's decal that you bought from the esports shop may be the best way to help support, uh, support them in game, right? It's the only way in game currently to do that. Now, the question is, is it might be the only way in game, but is that the best way to support an org? Or would it be, I don't know if it's, well, I guess you'd be some more, I was going to say tuning into their live streams and engaging with them in social media, but that's probably more of supporting a specific player, right? Because I think a lot of the pro players stream on Twitch for a little bit of a side side hustle, right? Yeah. Um, so I do wonder if we should, we should think, we should actually, you know what? Let's take it as an action item and research this and come back with ways that we that people can support their favorite esports uh franchise. Like what are the best ways? Is it the in-game items? Is it 
reacting to their social media, their Twitch streams? Their, is it buying their merch? Is it, you know, because I think that's a really good question. And I think that we could, if we can uh, get some of the esports folks on here, we can actually ask them directly. That's a great question. It is. Thank you for making new content. Oh, yeah. Easy. <laughs> You're, you stopped stealing content and started adding content. Oh, my God. Uh, no, don't get don't get ahead of yourself. I'm gonna steal content <laughs> pretty soon, I'm sure. I was worried I was stealing content right there. You saw how much I was tripping over my tongue to be like, wait, what did I say? <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at again. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think you know, without doing the research, right? And we'll come back. That's a fantastic idea. We'll come back next time and figure out, you know, and let you guys know the best way to do it. But in my personal opinion, the best way to do it would be to go like going to, you know, most organizations have a website. Most organizations have like some kind of online shop, whether it be Shopify or their own kind of, you know, online shop front storefront type thing and buying their merch. Right. Because, you know, they're getting straight profit from that. But, you know, maybe, um, you know, like with Phase Clan, you know, I know that they sell merch. I know G2 Space Station. I know they have version one. They all have online merch stores to to do that. So. Maybe that is the best way to do it. But like you said, we'll have to do some research. We'll come back and, you know, we'll explain to you guys the best way to support the organizations. And then, you know, we'll be able to go from there. I love it. Hell yeah. But uh, with that, uh, we will wrap up another little bit shorter of an episode here on the Boost Over Ball podcast. So from us to you, thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, join our Discord, rate us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts as it really helps us grow and uh, improve. Um, Also check out our YouTube, our Twitch, our TikTok, and our merch store coming soon. Um, All of those links and more can be found on our website at www.boostoverball.com. And from us here on the show, as always, remember to choose Boost Over Ball. Thank you for listening to the Boost Overball podcast. Make sure to check out our website, www.boostoverball.com, and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts.